The Daily 202's Big Idea is sponsored by Delta. At Delta Airlines, we're committed to donating 1% of our net profits to charities around the world. For more information about Delta, visit Delta.com. Good morning. I'm James Holman from The Washington Post, and this is The Daily 202 for Friday, June 1st. In today's news, the trade war escalates. Federal investigators interview Jim Comey about his former deputy. And your cell phone is a weapon that can be used to spy on you. But first, the big idea. President Trump's pardon talk shows he does not see political crimes as a big deal. President Trump said Thursday that Rod Blagojevich should not have gone to jail for the crimes he was convicted of in Illinois. Trump told reporters flying on Air Force One to Houston that he's thinking of commuting the prison sentence of the disgraced former governor, who was impeached and removed from office almost unanimously a decade ago. Earlier on Thursday, Trump pardoned conservative pundit Dinesh D'Souza, who pleaded guilty in 2014 to violating campaign finance laws. The president also suggested that he might soon pardon Martha Stewart, who was convicted of lying to investigators and obstruction of justice by Trump nemesis Jim Comey. There's a lot of coverage about all of that, but Trump's comments on Blagojevich were frankly the most startling. Blagojevich was convicted of 17 counts of wire fraud, attempted extortion, soliciting bribes, and conspiracy in 2011. Prosecutors allege that he tried to sell the Senate seat that opened up when Barack Obama became president to the highest bidder. Federal investigators said that what he did, quote, would make Abraham Lincoln roll over in his grave. During his trial, they played hours of wiretaps that featured the governor saying stuff like this. I told my nephew, Alex, he just turned 26 today. I said, Alex, you know, I called him for his birthday, and I said, it's just too bad you're not four years older, because I could have given you a U.S. Senate seat for your birthday. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I, I've got this thing, and it's f-ing golden. And I, I'm just not giving it up for f-ing nothing. Trump actually referred to that specific tape yesterday. He said it was a foolish thing to say, but, quote, plenty of other politicians have said a lot worse. He should not have been put in jail. But it wasn't just trying to sell a United States Senate seat that got Blagojevich in trouble. The then chief executive of Children's Memorial Hospital in Chicago testified under oath that the governor tried to shake him down for $25,000 in exchange for state funding. Blagojevich declined to sign a bill that financially benefited racetracks until the owner of one racetrack made a $100,000 donation. Does Trump really believe that's politics as usual? The Supreme Court has made it much harder to prosecute public corruption in recent years, but Blagojevich failed to get the court to review his conviction or sentence just this April. Trump's own Solicitor General, Noel Francisco, asked the high court not to take up what he called Blagojevich's unwarranted appeal. When they didn't, that exhausted his legal options. The only thing left for Blago, as he's known in Illinois, is a presidential pardon. Patricia Blagojevich, the convicted felon's wife, went on Fox News last night, the president's favorite network, to effusively praise Trump. She claimed that the very same people who took down her husband are now gunning for Trump. They were emboldened. They took down a governor, and now they're trying, they've got their sights much higher. Rod Blagojevich, who is 61, has only served six of the 14 years he was sentenced to. 
He's not due to be released from a minimum security prison in Colorado until May of 2024. Republicans in the Illinois legislature were taken aback by news that Trump might commute the sentence of a plainly corrupt Democrat. This is what State Senator Jason Barrickman, a Republican from Bloomington, told the Chicago CBS affiliate. If ever there was a political crime, that was one of the most egregious, certainly in our state's history, uh, if not the country's. But there's another connection here that is working in Blagojevich's favor. He appeared as a contestant on Celebrity Apprentice in 2010, after he was indicted, but before he was convicted. During the first episode of that season, Trump expressed admiration. So, Governor, you have a hell of a lot of guts. I have to tell you that. I have friends where things have happened to them. They crawl into a corner, they die. You're out there punching. So I respect that. The president wound up firing him on the fourth episode of the season. But soon enough, Trump may more than make it up to Bogoyevich. And that's the big idea. Here are three other headlines that should be on your radar. Number one. Trump imposed new tariffs on steel and aluminum against Canada, Mexico, and the European Union on Thursday. This triggered immediate and serious retaliation against American goods, which means that we'll pay higher prices for products we buy, and it will be harder to export to some of the biggest markets in the world. The EU says it will impose duties on a number of imports from the U.S., and European leaders vowed to proceed with a formal complaint to the World Trade Organization. This may wind up invalidating the Trump tariffs down the road and force the U.S. to pay penalties to the aggrieved parties. Mexico and Canada also announced stiff new taxes on U.S. exports. The way Trump is going about this also complicates efforts to confront China over trade practices that the administration regards as unfair. Bizarrely, we're going after our allies before our adversaries. In related news, months of intense negotiations to renegotiate NAFTA have imploded after Mike Pence called up Justin Trudeau to make an ultimatum. The Prime Minister of Canada says Pence said the U.S. will only sign on if any deal expires automatically after just five years. Trudeau says he was ready to travel to D.C. this week to finalize a new NAFTA, but Pence told him that Trump would only sit down if the sunset provision was agreed upon in advance. Trudeau declined and stayed home. Number two. Investigators from the U.S. Attorney's Office in D.C. recently interviewed Jim Comey as part of a probe into his former deputy, Andrew McCabe. That's an indication that prosecutors are seriously considering whether the former deputy FBI director should be charged with a crime, though it does not necessarily indicate that prosecutors have reached any conclusions. Here's the background. In April, the Justice Department Inspector General accused McCabe of misleading investigators in Comey four times, three of which happened under oath about a disclosure to the media. McCabe disputes that he intentionally misled anyone. Lying to federal investigators can carry up to a five-year prison sentence. The investigation into McCabe is likely to intensify partisan squabbling and pit respected law enforcement leaders against one another. It will also give Trump fresh ammunition to attack both Comey and McCabe. Number three. Surveillance systems that track the locations of cell phone users and spy on their calls, texts, and data streams are being turned against Americans. Federal officials acknowledge publicly, for the first time, the privacy risk to Americans in a previously undisclosed letter from the Department of Homeland Security to Senator Ron Wyden, a Democrat from Oregon. The letter says DHS has received reports that, quote, nefarious actors may have exploited global cellular networks to target the communications of American citizens from abroad. 
The letter describes surveillance systems that tap into a global messaging system called SS7, which allows cellular customers to move from network to network as they travel. Its limited security allows intelligence agencies and even criminal gangs to spy on targets inside the U.S. Wyden received a separate letter that a major American cellular carrier has referred an SS7 breach involving customer data to federal law enforcement officials for further investigation. Chilling stuff. And that's The Daily 202 for Friday, June 1st. Thanks for listening. I'm James Holman. Have a good weekend. Be careful about what you say on your cell phone. And I'll talk to you on Monday.